Okay, good morning, everybody. It's good to see you. Um, man, I know that some of you are tired and a little groggy, but let's just take a minute right now to applaud the Lord for what he did this weekend. Uh, and again, a lot of you might not have been there and you feel like you've missed out. Well, I mean, I hate to say it, but you did. Uh, and, and next year, um, when we do this again, you're going to be there, there with us, right? And you're going to plan ahead and we want you to be there. Uh, meeting with us, meeting with the Lord. Um, the next big thing on the calendar is mission focus. And so if you're like, you want a big thing to be at, that's a big thing to be at. So we need to be preparing our hearts and, and um, our, our lives really for that, to hear the call to missions. Um, if you did miss, also the messages will be up online. Uh, I don't know at what point, I don't know what Miles got on his calendar, but, but by midweek for sure, uh, the messages uh, from the retreat will all be up online. Eric is saying he wants them today, so you'll take that up with your disciple, right? Yeah, he's, he looks... Some, yeah. Okay, well, wow, he pulled that card. Good luck with that. Um, but, uh, I, you know, one of the things that, um, that, I, that I wanted to share at retreat that I didn't really get time to do was, was to talk about this idea that in the Gospels... Every time that there seems to be a retreat, then it gets, it seems to get interrupted, right? And um, that should, we should come to expect that. So the retreat that, that God brought us to, and the solitude and the time of peace that we had uh, with him and his word, now we're at a place right now where we can easily be um, disturbed by the fact that our retreat is being, is being interrupted. We can get upset by that. Um, you know, the story I was going to share with you from, from Mark chapter 6, uh, it goes like this, you know, uh, Jesus and his disciples are going to take a retreat. You know, after they, they go on that mission, and they're going and traveling around, and they're sharing the gospel, and they're teaching people, they come back together, and they report to Jesus, look, Jesus, all, God, look at all these things that, that you did, and you used us to do. And they're spending time together, and Jesus is like, let's go for a retreat. Let's go spend some time together and rest. And they all go and they get in a boat. Well, as they're getting in the boat to sail away, what they, they see is people are pouring out of the villages. And the fruit of what God did is coming to them. And now they've got to manage it. And it says, it says in the scripture, it says that Jesus looked upon them with compassion because he saw them as a sheep without a shepherd. So Jesus saw these people the right way. And he decided, I'm going to take the time to teach. And so they pull aside, and Jesus starts teaching, and he teaches all day, and the people grow hungry, and you can just see the disciples sitting there kind of tapping their feet like, when do we get our retreat? When do we get that time back? And there's a lot to be said about that passage, but, but what we need to recognize, and what Jesus taught the disciples to do, is, is in faith, take the things that God showed us this weekend. And move forward and use them for the sake of ministry. That's the whole point. The whole point of our rest and our solitude and our, and our humility before the Lord is that we might be used. And then he feeds 5,000 people and he uses the disciples to do it. Right? And that's got to be us and that's got to be our heart. And so we're here for a purpose. We've come back home. Please do not shake off, you know. Sometimes it can be easy to just say, well, that was that. That was good and that was that. And here we are. Don't lose what God showed you. It's, it's time to worship. Listen, Kaya. The biggest issue that we're going to run into in this next year is to presume that God, that God used, that, 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 that we were awesome this last year. I, I don't know how to put it. 
that, that we were awesome this last year, and, and God really used us, and, and now we're going to go forward in this next year, and we're going to do this work, and if we don't learn how to worship, and we don't learn how to humble ourselves before the Lord, we don't learn how to fall in love with Him the right way, um, I, I, I fear that the harvest will fall short. And so it's time, folks, it's time to worship. It's time to worship the right, the right way, and it's, it's time to worship every day. And, and uh, so, so um, we're going to do testimonies today to praise the Lord. And some of you are going to get to hear what God showed other people this weekend. And here's the charge. Uh, not everyone gets to share. We've got seven people on the agenda, and I hope we can get through everyone on, on the agenda today. Over the next two weeks in Bible study, Bible study leaders, listen to me. You need to carve out time for people to share testimonies. Okay, make sure you're making time for that. We want everybody to, to, to share the monument that God gave them this weekend and to put that stake down and be able to do it publicly. And so we're going to make sure we take time in the next two weeks in our Bible studies to do that, okay? Cool? Okay. So the very first person I want to come up is Jacqueline, actually. So, this makes me really nervous. You love it. I don't. Um, okay. So. <laughs> welcome, welcome to my life. This is awkward. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I feel like I, every retreat I go to and every camp I go to here at Midtown, I come back knowing more about my father. Um, so I'm probably like going to cry. Um, and just how good of a father that we have. And how he's perfect in every way. And just like good to provide for his children. So the week before retreat, um, I felt like God was putting a lot on my plate, and I've been trying to trust the Lord for more and to look at his capacity instead of my lack. And I was talking about um, a just weight with Brooke, and I was like telling her about Proverbs 11.1, a false weight is an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. And I was like, Brooke, I don't know what a just weight looks like. <laughs> and uh, she pointed me to 16.11, a just weight and balance are the Lord's, all the weights of the bag are his works. Um, so I have been asking the Lord like to instruct me and to teach me and that is something that God has taught me is that if I ask for his wisdom he would give it to me mm -hmm. and so Friday morning I woke up and I was spending time with the Lord and um, I'd been in Matthew's chapter 10 through chapters 10 through 12 the last week and just sitting in them and I'll let you guys read them but um so before Brandon preached on Friday morning, this is what God showed me in Matthew 10, 11, and 12. Um, first, this, these were the instructions my father gave me. Be a disciple. That's enough. Be as your Lord. Be as your master. Don't be above. Just, just be like your dad. Be like your father. Uh, Jesus gave you a sword to use. Um, take up your cross and follow. Do it in the name of a disciple. Be a disciple. And I was in some other places, and God gave me some other things, like have the spirit of submission. Um, Jesus is talking to his father in Matthew 11, and he's thanking him because his father has hid these things from the wise and the prudent and has revealed them unto babes. 
And for a second, I was like, wow, like Jesus is, is thanking the Lord for something that, that might not make sense to man. And he says, even so, Father, for it seemed good in thy sight. And I wrote down, have the spirit of submission, even so, Father, uh, for it seemed good in thy sight. And the last uh, thing that I wrote down from that morning before Brandon even preached before coming inside was, you have one job, be a disciple. And so Friday morning, um, the PowerPoint just read, like sitting down, are you a disciple? And so not only did God prepare me in advance, um, he was like, now let me show you what this looks like and exactly what a disciple is. And um, then small part two, and then I'll be done. Um, then the night of, of Kenny preaching, um, Friday night, God was really good because that's, that message on submission the Lord knew I was going to sit there and be praying the whole time and be like, Lord, how am I not submitted? Like, show me. I just don't know. I want to know. I know there's something in me where I'm not submitted. And this is how good a, a father God is. He has two incidences in the past week and one relatively close to Kenny preaching um, that I didn't have time to process um, to show me exactly how I wasn't submitted because as my father who knows me and knows my inward man, he knows that I was going to sit there and ask him, like, God, how am I not submitted? Show me. I want to see. And he showed up beforehand and prepared me in advance. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we've got a really good father, and we can ask him for instruction. And That's right. Yeah. So may all the glory be his. Praise God. I mean, and, and, and that's the thing is that um, the thing that you might be learning is that, that God speaks to those who are in tune with him. And if the Holy Spirit's doing something in, Ka- in Kaya, he's going to be saying it probably to all of us. Yeah. Um, and we're all, like, uh, there are so many areas in which uh, Kenny's messages and my messages lined up. I mean, I don't know if you guys read the blog, but like three months ago, I wrote a blog post about what it meant to be a Joab. And then he had no idea because he doesn't read the blog. <laughs> uh, but but no, man, God used him. Okay, and then so was it any surprise that ja- that Jacqueline received a word that sounded just like what what we studied that night? And and so, man, praise God for that. Now I'm gonna have Edibon. I don't see. Oh, there you are, dude, right there. You're up, man. Hello guys. Uh, a couple of fun facts about me is um, I've actually been attending FOI since October the 16th, 2016. Oh, wow. And Kaya November the 3rd of 2016. So this has been also a, my first year here and my Amen. first retreat. Yeah. yeah. And so um, God has done so much work in my life already. Uh, I've also completed D2. Well, D1, sorry. <laughs> I've also completed D1 with James, and I've just had so much growth, and I've just loved just learning more about him and just being with him. And um, so this was my first Kaya Fall retreat. And my thing is um, what it would be my next step, because I finished D1, and I have people looking up to me. And so I'm preparing to God, like, God, please show me something because I don't know what I'm going to do next. And um, so um, 
this retreat was amazing. Um, like what Alex said, like this retreat convicted me in all the good ways. Uh, he showed me everything that I needed to learn, what I needed to know, what, what's going to happen for my next year. Um, one of the things I struggle with is um, I don't like public speaking, as you guys don't know, as you guys see even now. <laughs> and that's going to be me in the next year now, because now that I have completed D1, I have to be more of a leader. And I need to be an example to everyone else, and I need to be more involved in Bible studies. I need to be bold, and what, according to James, I need to get my girdle up and be more bold. <laughs> and um, so, with that, um, with all of this leadership, it comes with so much responsibilities. I now have people looking up to me. A person that I have been praying for, which he does not even know, Isai, he, this guy is going to be looking up to me, and he's going to be looking at every single one of my steps, and if I fall, He's going to see that, and he's going to struggle with that, too. And so um, I'm happy that you are here. Amen. And, um, but with that being the leader, um, a couple, one of my struggles with your last message was I, I have fear that um, with, with not having preparation that I'm going to mess up or I'm going to stutter or I'm going to make a mistake. And I will be making mistakes, but God's always with me, and I'm going to get rid of that fear. And uh, with that, I need to have more, just more preparation, and I need to get rid of all of my idols. Because uh, when I do study the Bible, when I do get into His Word, I like to have a little bit of breaks, like get into ESPN, or I like to get into social media, and it takes me you know, like another, I'm on 30 minutes, I'm like, wow, I just wasted 30 minutes, I don't even know why. And what you said, like, I just need to have my staff, and that's all I need, just to give me the comfort, and... That's my entertainment right there. So I don't need to just study and study and then get into social media and study, like have a little organization to just get into the word and just stick to the word. Yeah. That's my entertainment right there. Mm. And uh, with that, um, I also need to be more prepared. Um, like with my studies, I study a little bit and I think I'm, 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 I'm good. That's all I need. I think Then I go to the Bible studies and I'm nervous. Like, I should have studied a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so uh, what I'm going to be doing now is pray before I study. Pray to God, like, God, just show me something, and I'm, I'm ready to learn something from you so I can teach others. And uh, so just I have one more year now, and I hope the next year I'll be coming up here again and tell you what God has done with me. Amen. And That's <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Yeah. You know, Edibon and me and James Edibon got dinner a few weeks ago, and it was good just catching up. I wanted to, I wanted to hear from his heart where he was at, and uh, I'm really proud of him and, and how he's submitting even really difficult things like his job situation over the last few months and, and submitting those things to the Lord. And, and Isai, man, dude, I'm so stoked about the fact that you're here. Yeah. And, uh, and so, I mean, I don't know who else in your family needs to show up, but I'm hoping that that one more of your family members shows up in the next year and that you guys are used and you can just draw and continue to draw your family members um, into the body to learn the word with us and to be a part of the mission. So praise God for you. Uh, next, I'm going to have Ryan uh, come up. Okay. Oh, nice. Oh, sorry. Yeah. 
Okay, so I have to give glory to God because nobody fell off the cliff. Oh my God. Yeah. All right, so that's my first phrase. So if, if you don't know, we have a website, Kaya, C-A-Y-A dot live, right? And if you go there, and there's a photo on the front, and it is of a group of people on a cliff, and it looks like they're about to all like fall off like lemons. Um, no, but it's like if if you're like feet away from the edge uh, of plummeting to your death. So I want to see a show of hands. Uh, where are all my homies that were like up against the wall like this? <laughs> And so stressed out because other people are just like, eh. it's like, it's like, you can be like up against the wall. Like you can tell who's like terrified. And, and then it's like one of the scariest things for us that are like against the wall is actually not us falling off, but watching, <laughs> watching other people just like go around somebody against the wall. So they're like, you know, just a foot closer to them. <laughs> And then there's, there's people in the group that just are like, hey, they can go to the edge and just like stand there and throw a ball to somebody else. <laughs> so that's like my first phrase. Um, no, um, so I got there um, a little bit later than everybody else. I got there right around midnight. And uh, so I drove up alone. And um, it, was, it was a nice time with the Lord. Um, and I, was, I, was, I got some time to just pray with, with, with God. And it was interesting. I was like, okay, I don't have any like, leadership responsibilities or anything. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go and serve. I'm, like, I'm going to go there and serve. Um, bless my heart. <laughs> no. And I get there, and I kid you not, I couldn't find a place to serve. Yeah. I, I mean, I, like, I tried to ask if I could help with the kitchen, it's like, no, got it covered. Haley and her crew had it covered. Um, even being in a dude's dorm with like 25 guys or however many are in there. I don't know if you guys have ever been in a, in a situation like that where there's like 25 guys in a dorm. But it's like cleaning up and getting people packed up and out. Um, this is a testimony to Daniel, but this is also a testimony to just, I think, the maturity of the guys. Amen. But it was like they were out before 11. Or whatever time it was. Eight, nine, ten. <laughs> they were out when they needed to be out. And it was like everything was cleaned up. The kitchen was clean. And it was like they left it just like they found it. And that's really just a testimony um, to what God is doing here. Because, um, you know, the, the responsibility of our ministry does not rest on Brandon or on um, the praise team. And it's like those small things of like how you clean up after yourselves, um, how you handle yourselves like in public. I mean, just all those things are just, those are a testimony of what God's doing on the inside. Right. So, um, I praise God for that. And that was something that really just ministered to me was just, um, how together everything was. So, and thank you for everybody that served like up front, yeah. Daniel. And I mean, I, uh, his wife, you know, I mean, just, yeah, we'll, we'll stop there. I, I could keep on going with that. Um, from the word, I, I would just say the three things that God was really um, pressing on my heart, and I'll just mention briefly, um, that my small group needs to be missional. And again, um, just in the same way that I was ministered to um, at the retreat by how everybody was serving one another and loving one another. 
Um, there are a lot of people in that have small groups here that um, have really modeled what it means to be missional, um, what it means to be selfless. And your guys' testimony of that, um, that that challenges me um, as like Lon and I, we're, like, we're part of a small group. And just like, what are my expectations, you know? Am, am I just going there to read the word? What's the point of reading the word together? And it's really to see the kingdom of God advance in our own lives, but also in the lives of others that don't know it. And so um, your guys' faithfulness in those areas, that's a testimony to me. That's also a testimony to, to Midtown as a whole. And um, I know I'm not supposed to preach, but um, seize your youth and, and seize your singleness um, because that is a blessing um, and, and that is a weapon. <laughs> yeah. As much as uh, being married is a weapon and God uses that in different ways, um, for you guys that are single and have that, that time to, to be doing what you're doing, um, just embrace it with contentment because God's using it. He's using it in my life as well as in others. Um, the second thing was just that when I live in fear, um, fear is a natural thing. And even King David had fear. Um, there was a time when the 400 people that he was leading wanted to kill him because all of their wives and children and stuff got stolen away. And the Bible says that he's, that he strengthened himself in the Lord in that moment. And he didn't just kind of like wither away or um, just duck down and be like, oh, it's all my fault. He strengthened himself in the Lord. And then it was from that that they recovered everything that was stolen from them. God makes that very clear. They recovered everything. And so often um, when I feel fear, um, I cower. And instead of um, pressing into worship, this is what um, Brandon's message was about, was worshiping while we... Like when we experience fear, press into worship because when your eyes are set on the Lord and on his strength, um, you start seeing things for as they really are. Um, Because when you feel fear, you're actually seeing part of reality. You're seeing that you have shortcomings, and that's absolutely true. But oftentimes we lose sight and we forget who God is and what he's doing and what he has done. And so that was the second thing that really challenged me. And then... The, the last thing was Kenny had um, taught on submitting to our spiritual authority. And um, for those that grew up in the church and came from different churches, I think sometimes this is actually a harder thing for us. Like I, I put myself in that camp because I grew up in a different church that had a different mindset and framework than what's here at Midtown. And for, for those that grew up in the church but in a different place, and you come to a place like Midtown, um, I think that it's a greater struggle oftentimes than for somebody that's a brand new believer um, because they don't have anything to compare anything to and they just see God's word for what it is and it's like, uh, but when you grow up in the church, you're kind of comparing, it's like two different parents. It's almost like you've gone through a divorce and you're like, well, you know, this this parent's saying one thing, this other parent's saying one thing. And... um, Kenny really just showed um, that we're commanded to submit to our spiritual authority. Now, for, God, for me, what God was, was showing me was um, <laughs> two things actually came up. Um, 
and it, and it wasn't here at the church, but it was actually at my job. And um, and and it was with uh, my citizenship here here in America. Um, and, and the reality is that God wants every area of our life, you know, not just when you 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 step into the four walls of the church, right? But um, we have many authorities that are put over us, and um, and as Kenny was teaching, God was just speaking to me about um, my submission to um, my the company that God has placed me at, and just like, am I? paving my own way? Am I, am I trying to weasel things in, in, in the right way so that I can advance? And, um, and I don't do that here at the church, um, but like God was just pricking my heart on that. So I just want to read a passage and I'll be done. So, um, so this is really to extend what Ken, Kenny was teaching on. Submit yourself, this is 1 Peter 2, 13 through 17. Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to king, to the king as supreme, or unto governors as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers, and for the praise of them that, that do well. For so is the will of God, that with well-doing ye may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men, as free, not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness. But as the servants of God, honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the lowercase king. And um, I was convicted just about um, how I talk about a president. And, um, and looking at the, the example of David and how um, he was submitted to his king who did some absolutely horrendous things. And yet he still honored him, not just when he was alone, but with his other men. And so um, just, you know, I'm going to extend the challenge that God was really pricking, on my, pricking my heart with was just that, like, um, we uh, need to be submitting to our spiritual um, leaders and that we also have other authorities that God has put in our place. And we also have to have a heart position of, of honoring them um, doesn't mean that we can't have like conversations and talk through things and that everything's taboo, like you can't talk about anything, but that um, at the end of the day, I saw maliciousness in my heart. And the, the, the scripture is saying that we don't use our liberty for a cloak of maliciousness. And so that's what God was, was uh, speaking to me about. Kayak retreat at Arkansas, and then I talked to my God, 
I said, wow, this is so good. The song, the worship, the people, the family, and everyone is loving each other. And the messenger is so good. And then I was talking to my God. I said, I really want my brother to come. And mm -hmm. I want him to come here and see how beautiful it is. I want him to come and stand by my side and watch my God together. And then the next year, and then he came, and he will see Christ. And then God answered my prayer. And then the second time, I went to the retreat. And then it was in the morning of the retreat, and God asked me. He said, um, are you ready to move forward? Are you ready to disciple someone? And then I talked to my God and said, no. <laughs> the first girl that I discipled was three years ago, and then she dropped off, and she ran away, and she broke my heart. And since then, I haven't discipled any people for three years. I paused it. And then God just talking to me, and I still like hesitated. And then somehow, during the trip, and Andrew on came ask me, he said, hey, um, do you want to disciple someone? I say, yes, I know that it's going to be hard, but I will do it. And then so right after the retreat, Natalie shows up, and then God brought her to me. And we disciple, I disciple her, and then now we are on the lesson 17. And praise God for it, it was just so good. Um, and then this year, God is stirring my heart. He is keep telling me, keep telling me to keep my eyes on him. He wants me to focus on him and him only. And then I don't know like what could happen next year because the fear of going back home next year, the fear of leaving Midtown, the fear of leaving this family, you know, I love you guys so much. And then it's just growing bigger and bigger and so many things I don't know what is going to um, face tomorrow. And then, you know, so often that we forgot how God did so many good things to my life. I forgot how God He is. And then, you know, all the past years, He has been doing so good to me. And then so somehow when, you know, all the things that is not going, I cannot see the future. And then it just gave me a lot of fear. But this message that I I got it from my trip is forget not, fear not, and worship my God. That's right. So what do I know tomorrow? I don't even know what could happen tomorrow. But I pray that, you know, may I have Jesus Christ in my heart and Him only. to like formulate what <laughs> camp was retreat was about but uh, if you ask me and Alex camping was the best decision we ever made and don't let anyone tell you different <laughs> I think I have like lack of sleep sickness um, but so yeah there's there's a lot just going on in my head about what what I was there for to receive um, at retreat, I was going over everything last night, and just kind of writing down the things that did stick out to me, and um, 
One, what Kenny said, uh, you have to leave your mind and cleave to his. And I, I struggle with um, my thoughts and my thought process and, and what that means about my identity in Christ. Because like, if I'm having all these thoughts, you know, how, can I, how can I possibly be who God says I am? Uh, but it's not a matter of my mind. It's I have the mind of Christ. Mm-hmm. And the only time that I falter is when I refuse to believe what God says about me. Right. Um, and in looking over Mark 6, uh, it kind of reminded me, I, I haven't studied it out, but it seems that the only thing that Jesus tends to marvel at is disbelief. Um, and it's really amazing and unsettling that my disbelief can get God's attention um, in, in such a powerful way. Yeah. Um, but I, I think the main thing I was there for was Brandon's message yesterday morning on worship. Because uh, I, I know that worship isn't just what happens here. I know that it's, it's a daily thing. It's everything I do. I can worship God through that. But in terms of applying that practically, I don't know what that looks like. Um, but, uh, Psalm 17, three, uh, through six says, thou hast proved mine heart. Thou hast visited me in the night. Thou hast tried me and shalt find nothing. I am purposed that my mouth shall not transgress. Concerning the works of men, by the word of thy lips, I have kept me from the paths of the destroyer. Hold up my goings in thy paths, that my footsteps slip not. I have called upon thee, for thou wilt hear me, O God. Incline thine ear unto me, and hear my speech. And I think one of the biggest things is I can worship God in prayer and I can worship him in my time in the word. Uh, And if I'm not approaching those just simple things with a heart attitude of worship, I'm not getting everything God has for me. And uh, if we want to win Kansas City to Christ, if we want to win this nation to Jesus Christ, it's only going to be because we have a heart of worship and and we approach God reverently in prayer and earnestly uh, asking him for souls. And the only way that we're going to do that is if we, we have his mind. Like Kenny said, it's, it's not a matter of like fixing my mind. I need a new mind, right? The, the whole idea of renewing is renovation. It's... I need a new one, <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not fixing it, but, um, yeah, so verse four of Psalm 17, um, there's nothing that the words from the lips of Jesus Christ cannot overcome, um, and that causes me to worship, so,
faithful process, honestly, because a lot of the things that we learned at, at retreat are going to have to continue to be processed, and they're going to have to be coming into our remembrance maybe a week from now or a month from now or six months from now. Uh, we need to be able to go back and, and look at, at what God did this weekend and, and figure out how that applies to our circumstances. Um, Habla, you're, you're up next. My name is Havala, for those of you who don't know me. And um, I thought I would start today with talking just a little bit about kind of my own background before I came to Kaya. And um, I've come from like a big Christian family, and we didn't necessarily attend church together, but we had kind of like a, a, a church culture within my own family. My dad kind of operated as my pastor. And so when God called me to MBT, which I really believe that he called me here, and he kind of rescued me from a lot of stuff in the process, but that was five years ago. And when I came here, I was really convicted in the sense of, like, not actually hating my father and mother, but, like, laying down that identity of my my family is my church and my, fa- you know, family is everything, and, and realizing that I'm a part of a, a bigger family, you know, that God was really calling me to, and feeling like I had to lay a lot of that down, like, sacrifice, um, what, what my identity was in my own family to, to come here. And God really gave me the liberty to kind of jump in and, and really uh, go head first in, in investing what God was doing here. And Kaya looked really different. It's so cool to think back on how small it was. And, and, you know, Dan was the pastor then, and we fit in, like, two pews. And it's so cool to see how God has expanded and grown this body. And I was always in the middle of that for, you know, since day one. I felt like I was always here, you know, doing whatever... I felt God, like God called me to, whether that was serving or eventually leading a Bible study or discipling or, you know, being in discipleship, whatever. I just felt like um, like I was, I was totally down to just jump in. And this past semester has been really uh, difficult because, and I, I shared this with a lot of you one-on-one and even the, the other week um, in front of class, but... Um, this past semester, I felt more disconnected from Kaya than I've ever felt before. In the past five years, it feels like, wow, like I just really feel like I'm not, I'm not in it like I normally. I don't feel like I'm in the middle of it, in the thick of it, and in the battle with all of you, you know. And that's been a really hard thing for me to wrestle with. And a lot of that just has to do with my circumstances, you know. And God's good, and this is a season I recognize that. But coming to the retreat, I was really looking forward to family time, you know. I was really looking forward to like, man, I just. I get some good time away from my job, away from, you know, school and, and those types of things. And I just get to spend time with my family. And I came and I I felt like a stranger. And I, that, I didn't realize what had happened in the past several months, but I felt like, um, like, what am I doing here? Like, what is, who, who am I in this anymore? You know, and, and kind of so, like I, I felt... I think similar to, to Brian even going in, I'll just jump in and I'll serve and, you know, I'll, I'll find my place in that way. But there wasn't any place to serve and there wasn't anything for me to do. And everyone who was new, like, felt like they already had someone to connect to. So I couldn't, you know. And so all these things that I felt like I'd found my identity in, whether that be reaching out to someone or, uh, like, serving to some capacity or, like, you know, being this, like, macho Christian, whatever, like, it, I couldn't do it, you know, like, I, I didn't have that opportunity, and it was really, really, like, 
it kind of scared me. And so when Brandon was talking on Saturday, or not Saturday, Friday morning about being a disciple and going through all those like P words of, you know, like this is a, a partnership um, or this is a calling that comes with power and, and it demands preparation and you need a plan and you have to have this purpose. I was like, wow, like I don't, I don't know if I have any of those things right now. I'm really like really convicting and I just didn't know what to do. I just felt like my head was swimming the rest of that day and like, God, what, what do you, like, what is going on? And, um, and then, you know, the, the next day when he was talking about reforming our worship for the sake of revival, realizing, like, I have built this identity thinking that, like, I was building my identity and my walk with the Lord. I was really just building my identity in, in what that role looked like for me, you know, whether or not I was reaching out or leading someone to the Lord in my school or um, whether I was discipling someone and and helping them grow or whether my Bible study was growing to the point where it had to split or just like the list goes on and on and on of all these things that I was um, like these notches on like a piece of paper like qualifying what my walk with the Lord is or how close I was to him or how mature I was. And I've realized, like, so much of that has just been stripped down for me this, this season. And what I was really faced with was, like, wow, like, God, am I, like, what am I doing here? Did I just come here to try to exercise my, my Christianity in front of these people or to try to prove even to myself that I'm doing okay when God was all the whole time was, like, actually, like, are, are you here for me or not? You know, are you here to be drawn close to me? And so similar to Seth, I feel like I'm still processing that. Like, I feel like I don't have, like, okay, like, this is what I'm convicted about. Like, this is what God is calling me to repent of because I really believe that I've been in sin. You know, like, this is something God is calling me to repent of, just a heart of pride and works. And he's put me in a position where I have to do that. You know, I feel like God has to do that with me a lot where he's like, well, you're not going to... You're not going to arrive at this conclusion yourself. Like, I'm going to put you in a position where you have to recognize this. But I feel like for me, I don't, I don't have like, okay, so, you know, this is what I need to repent of. And then here's the result. Like, you know, here's the equation here. I know what I'm doing now. I, ha- I have this vision. I feel like more than anything, I, I need to still be in a place of retreat with God, you know, me and him. And I need to seek that answer. And um, I'm someone who likes quick answers. I'm like, I like that equation of like, okay, this, this, okay, now I can do this and like I can keep going and that's that workspace mentality in my head. But I feel like God's just calling me to a place of like, I need you to, I need you to spend some more time with me. I need you to, to, to stay, keep your heart in a place of retreat so I can, I can help you work through this or I can just be close to you, you know? And so I feel excited to just spend time with God. Um, I think if, if, I know a lot of our leadership right now are actually in a very similar place to Hogwarts, and this might be an opportunity to address it. Um, you know, so I'm 35, and I've been in ministry for a long time now, and I've had seasons that look just like this, and even I can talk can talk about it all day long. Moments of transition, uh, whether it be something very like physical, like uh, moving or having a baby, um, 
you know, things that, that force you into realizing that you're not just the person that you've been the last five years, that, that God is actually changing you and adapting you for a different work and um, a different role in ministry. And what comes with that is like this like, like identity crisis. And there's a lot of you who are going through that. And actually, I, I heard people already this, this morning throughout the weekend saying um, that they're not sure if they know how to, to, to abandon their works, like get to a place where they're like not doing everything for the sake of working in the ministry, right? And as a young person, there's just a lot of energy. And you see the Lord, and it's like this, this, this fight mentality, and like we're going to do this. Man, Sam's message today was perfectly in line with this way of thinking. We have to humble ourselves before the Lord and be okay with resting for a season, just listening to Him and Him drawing us into that, that new role or that new position. And, and it requires obedience. It requires, like, as you hear from the Lord, okay, yes, Lord, even though I don't see how I am that, I'm going to be that. And there's a many, many of the, our leaders who are, who are established leaders in this ministry are questioning what does this new season looks like, look like? And, and I can't tell you exactly what that looks like. And you're going to hear it as you worship the Lord. You're going to hear that, those answers as you worship the Lord. But I will say this. That I do know this about every one of you, and particularly those of you who are, who are Gen 1, is the way I refer to you in secret behind the door. Uh, like those of you who are Gen 1 kind of people who came in and helped see this ministry established, I know, I know for a fact that God is going to use you to be the vision that the younger people in this ministry look to and say, because it's hard for people. People can't look to me and say like, oh yeah, that's like the next step. No, I'm too old for that. They, they can't be like, oh, well, let's just, they can to some degree, but the Lord is going to be able to use you to say what it looks like to be married or what it look like, looks like to be, to be uh, overseeing a ministry or what does it look like to rule a house or what does it look like uh, to counsel, to be a counselor or to lead a Bible study you're an example. You're an example. And we, and we need you. Amen. And um, the Lord's going to show you exactly what that looks like. And I'm going to get behind that. And I'm going to be your biggest cheerleader. I'm so thankful for, for those of you um, who God's using you and has used you in the past. I know coming into this, I think it, like being here for a year, I think it can look like, well, like Brandon doesn't know what's been before. And I, I wasn't here you know, I was doing the high school ministry thing. Brandon wasn't here. But look, I know. I know what God did. And it's miraculous. It's, it's a miracle. And I know that, and I recognize that, and I honor that. But we're not done. We're not done. And so I love you. I thank you for just that's, that kind of honesty. That's the kind of honesty that we need to have as a ministry if we're going to worship rightly. Alvaro... Where are you? <laughs> All right. First Corinthians fourteen thirty-two. And the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets. I'm not gonna cry. I'm not going to cry. That's, that's something I'm telling you right now. I'm not going to cry. And praise God for outlines. And guys, just praise God for the Holy Spirit. Just because, like, if you haven't noticed, there's, like, a trend in this retreat. And it just got really real. Set. Like, I, 
Amen, 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 amen. These are all my testimonies. And this, this is all the hardships we feel as Christians that's coming into the kingdom. And so it's going to be huge. Okay, God really moved this weekend. I had an expectation that as Kaya, we would have the same heartbeat, that we would catch a vision of discipleship and run with it. So, like, I always do this thing where I'm like, all right, God, I see it. Let's go. Like, our people need to go. Let's do it. And, then, and I'm like, who do you want me to focus on? And God's like, all right, Lord, anytime. You know, it's, it's, and I'm just such an impersonal guy sometimes. And so it's cool to see, like, with retreats, we can have a very intimate relationship with the Lord. And he wants that from us, right? And so, but he had to break me before he could even get me to that place. So I want you guys to ask me, man, like, ask me afterwards, like, the full extent of it. But uh, Jesus showed me that prayer makes a mighty man of God. Jesus showed me that power is always given by God to do things that would otherwise be impossible. Uh, Jesus showed me that I am vulnerable in the area of spiritual authority. And Jesus taught me how to cry out to him. So... There's a lot I can share with you guys, but let me learn you one thing. Prayer has changed my life. When we meet God exactly where we are um, with our situations, He is faithful to deal with it. So, Exodus 2.23. So, I'll start in seven first. And the children of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly and multiplied and waxed exceeding mighty, and the land was filled with them. That was Exodus 1-7. Let me repeat that. And the children at MBT were fruitful and increased abundantly and multiplied and waxed exceeding mighty, and the land was filled with them. Exodus 2-23-24. And it came to pass in process of time that the king of Egypt died and the children of Israel uh, sighed by, the, by reason of the bondage, and they cried, and their cry came up unto God by reason of the bondage, and God heard their groaning, and God remembered His covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. God, needs to, God hears our cries, and He heard mine a year ago, so I want to I I double dip and give you guys a second testimony, okay? Okay. Don't look at me. <laughs> okay, so this is from Malaya. And this is something like I didn't I didn't prop this or like prep this like she she sent this to me it, just in case people were giving testimonies. And she said, Here it is. Last year at retreat I was broken for a very different reason that I was broken this year at retreat. Last year I was surrounded in love and I was cared for like no other. This year the same was true, but this time I was more broken for thankfulness, even though I have been away. God has continually given me a thankful heart for each of you. That is one of many ways that he has encouraged me during this transition. So, God's good. And so, what I want to share from that is that last year, I came to the Lord with a, with a cry on my heart saying, I want to make you my number one. And, and God was and, and God was like, yeah, but you got idols in your life. So, how about you cast those down first and then come to me. And... I didn't see Malay as an idol, you know, but I think you posed a question yesterday. It's like, what's the price tag on your faith? What would cost you to turn around from Jesus right now? And easily I could have said to Malaya, what's that price tag last year? This retreat on Saturday night, I ministered to three guys with like girl problems and she was ministering to girls and man, 
that wasn't the girl I was dating last year. And so, if I, if you guys get anything, cry out to the Lord, because that's the solution. You want to see Kansas City change? You want to see renovation in your life? Take down the beams that you built and cry out to Him. Literally cry and say, God, I need you. I need you to move in this ministry. I need you to be personal, Lord and Savior to me, so people will know you. Yeah, that's it. Um, this is what I want you to be doing in your small group. It's easier in a more intimate setting, isn't it? It's harder into a mic. Um, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, came into this world to set us free from sin. Okay? And he used the device on the cross to do it. And there came a day uh, after walking with his disciples that, that he walked right into his own death. And they beat him and they plucked the beard from his face and they spat upon him. And uh, the creator of the world was killed by his own creation. And um, for, for three days there was, there was silence and hiding and fear on the earth. And, and then in, in three days, uh, the disciples saw the face of Jesus Christ again. And he gave them power, and he gave them authority to do things that they couldn't before do. Okay? And so that, those three days are marked with fear. And many of us have it. But Jesus was faithful to present himself to his disciples once again and say, look, you have no idea what's coming. Lay your fears down. You know, when he went up to heaven in 1.8, they're looking up to heaven and they're just standing there. And like, what do we do now? Okay, and many of us are in that place right now. You have the power. And there's a lot of work to, done, to be done and there's a lot of souls to be saved. And if we just stand there looking up in heaven, then we won't be able to get it done. But if we don't take time, what do the the disciples do? They went in chapter 2, they went and they prayed and they worshiped the Lord. And that's when the power came. And so it's it's not good enough to just stare up to heaven. The power, the strength to get the mission done comes as we pray and we seek the Lord's face. We're going to continue to do that. And if you want to know what this next year looks like, it's going to look like that. It's going to look like that. Is everybody all right with that? Let's pray and let's be dismissed. But listen to me. I know there's a lot of people that need to talk to me. Um, that, that there's things that you didn't put a bow on something. Okay, maybe it's something like I need to get baptized. Okay, there's there's several people who told me that they want to get baptized. Do me a favor. You can work through that with your Bible study leader. Okay, I'm all for talking to you. I'm not telling you I don't want to talk to you. But what I'm saying is that there's going to be a lot of that over the next couple weeks. And so if you can't get my attention right away, that's cool. Talk to your Bible study leader. They'll get you signed up. Uh, for, for baptism. There was about three or four of you who said you want to get baptized. By the way, praise the Lord for that. Amen. Uh, praise the Lord that Beatrice accepted Jesus Christ.
Raise your hand if you decided you're gonna you're gonna get discipled. You're gonna sign up for cost of discipleship. Get ready. There's six people who are gonna need to get discipled. Right there, right there. Uh, God did a lot. Um, we just need to continue to praise him for that. Um, but if there's something that you need to work through with me, man, you know what? I, I need to make sure I push this. Your Bible study leaders are wise. God's, God's prepared them uh, for you to come to them as well. And if I'm unavailable, which I am a lot, I recognize that. I, I apologize for that. I wish I was available all the time. I wish I had a million ears. I wish I had a million mouths. I would, I would be there for you, but I know I'm just one person. Go to your Bible study leaders too. They can help you. Um, I love you. Let's pray. And let's go get lunch with one another, okay? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for this time. Thank you so much for the people who gave testimony today that takes boldness. And that's the boldness that you're putting into them. That's the power and the strength that you're giving them to say, here's the areas where I, where I fall short. Here's the areas where I fear. Here's the areas where I just don't have...